Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello there, this is Peter Beckenham, the village marketer. And today I want to share with you what I refer to as the spirit of sales. There are so many people who have a hang-up with this word sales, and also with the word marketing probably as well. But think of this. Name one good thing in your life that was not sold to you. Everything requires an exchange or a cost, right? So the only way for you to serve people and to transform their lives is to sell. What I'm saying to you is you need to redefine this whole business with sales. You need to redefine the relationship you have with sales and marketing because it's one not of selling, it's one of service. Let's give you a simple example. If you go into a room and ask how many people want to help others, most would say yes. And if you then ask them, How many of you have been sold something and it didn't feel good? Or how many of you have had people make you do things that you didn't want to do? Most also will say yes. This is human nature. But this is also learning the wrong lessons. Let me clarify a bit more. If you've ever been in a car accident, for example, let's say the answer to that question was yes, but then you're still driving. Why is that? I mean, you've had a car accident. Why are you still driving? Well, obviously, because you want to get from A to B, right? And because you also understand that maybe speed or getting drunk and driving can be dangerous and you can avoid it. In other words, why didn't having a car accident define the rest of your life's relationship about driving a vehicle? It's because you're mature enough in that element of life, to learn the right lessons. But what happens in areas where people don't cognitively understand? For example, they buy a bad product or have a bad experience online, and so they'll never buy another product online again. Or maybe someone sold you something that made you feel bad, so you're never going to do that to another person. Now, in these situations, instead of learning the right lessons, you're actually learning the easy lessons. In other words, you assume that the bad experience you had with sales is exactly how you should go about it. Rather than learning that it was the style of sales that was a bad approach, that was something that is unacceptable. You are assuming that all sales is done that way. And that is the easy lesson not the right lesson. People fail to take this learning lesson, right? They simply assume all sales are bad or salesy. And this really is the easy option. And in fact, it's a self-limiting assumption. If you're in business and you believe it's salesy to sell things, then you are definitely limiting your business potential. So let's think serving, right? Not selling. And what are some of the lessons we can learn to get better at serving and making an impact on others? What I suggest is that you reframe 
your thoughts and rules around sales and marketing. And here are three simple rules of sales. And I want you to really make sure you remember these. Okay? First of all, don't be a closer. Be an advisor. I mean, even the language of the word closer is confronting. All right? Your job, whatever business you have, whatever business offer you have, is to educate, instruct, and advise on the most ethical path forward for what a prospect needs. Let's put that in simple words. The first rule of sales, your number one job, is to help the prospect make the right decision for them. In other words, you don't get paid to take their money. The second rule of sales is that most times what is best for prospects is outside their comfort zone. Or they would have done it anyway, right? But your solution is outside their comfort zone, which leads to the third rule of sales. And that is prospects will fight to stay inside their comfort zone. But there is an issue here as your role is to advise them how to grow, how to transform, how to make the impact they want, okay? And this means they need to get outside their comfort zone. If they don't get outside their comfort zone, then no growth happens. The experiences of the past will continue in the future, and that's not what the prospect wants. And taking people through transformations like this is not always comfortable. I mean, if it was comfortable, they wouldn't need you, right? They wouldn't need an advisor. So there's a tension as you have to make the prospect see and accept the feeling of uncomfortability because that's the best thing for what they really want. And they also have to be comfortable with you. Now, that may take them time. Maybe they're not comfortable with you today. Maybe it'll take a week. Maybe it'll take a day, whatever it is, okay? But if they're not comfortable with you and they're not comfortable in actually getting outside their comfort zone with your help and guidance, then they'll never become a client of yours and they'll never achieve what they want. Just remember this. The only pressure you should put on yourself in a sales conversation is this. Are you helping them to do what is right for them? Not, did you get a sale? This is a key point, and please make sure you never forget it, okay? It's all part of restructuring the way you think about sales. And also, think about this. There's a difference between necessity and neediness. And this comes into sales in particular. I mean, no one wants to be needy. And many salespeople exhibit this because they need the sale. They need the money, right? They become aggressive and they drive you crazy, okay? And they just never stop talking. And unfortunately, there's still many people in that boat. In other words, neediness is about you. Necessity is about them. So have high levels of necessity. You see, necessity comes from a commitment to give people what they really want to have, not what you want to sell them. I hope you can see the difference. So this bit would have a sales conversation, something like this. I know you want this. You already told me so. And I need you to get it 
to get the impact or the results or the transformation that you expressed that you wanted to meet. So there is a natural tension there. And that tension, of course, is driven by the comfort zone issue. And the tension may mean, do you want me to help you today? Or do you want me to help you become what you need to be tomorrow? When? Okay? That's the tension. But don't confuse that with being one of neediness. You are trying to make sure that they actually have the necessity they need to achieve what they want. Now, to do this is not that easy. I appreciate that. But you need moral authority in a sales conversation. Now, what I mean by moral authority is that you're influencing someone to do the right thing for them. This requires leadership and self-belief in the impact that you can provide to people. If you don't have the level of self-belief, if you don't, don't have leadership, then really you're going to come across as a needy person just wanting a sale, not what's doing right for them. You see, you lose your moral authority when you begin to lose your influence or you lose your self-belief or your level of service goes down and sales becomes the issue. What's good for the prospect is good for you. That's the thinking you should have. So in a sales conversation, it would go something like this. Hi, Dorothy. How are you? I just want to say this to you, that my role is not to sell you. I'm going to ask you some questions and I'm going to figure out how I can help you if I can. If that means you could become a client, then I'll tell you that. But if it looks like you shouldn't become a client, I'll also tell you that as well. This is moral authority as you're not doing anything that will pay you, but not pay the prospect. You need to get the prospect paid first. And once that happens, you get paid. Please don't reverse it. So the question I'm asking you is this. Are you fighting or teaching your prospects? Teaching sometimes requires a little bit of conflict because you're challenging them for their own good, not yours. The transformation they need, as I've said before, is taking them outside their comfort zone. But at the end of the day, you never want to just correct them. You need to instruct them or educate them, not just try to correct them. Let me put it another way to you. Don't sell your products. Don't sell your offers or your services. Sell the prospect the right thinking. If you can teach your prospects how to think better, then whether they buy your product or not, they'll be richer for the experience you've had in their life and they will appreciate you for the value you've given them. This again is using your leadership and your moral authority. So you can see how this is far different, right, to the traditional thinking of sales. You need to come to an agreement with the prospect that what they've been doing is not working. And then from that place, moving forward, you're on the same page as them. And then you can help them. You need them to get agreement, okay? You need them to appreciate and accept and clarify the situation they're in. And by doing that, check out what they've been doing and why it hasn't been working for them. Because 
The byproduct of thinking correctly is for them to invest in you and your solution. In other words, you're always selling indirectly. Okay, please remember that. Always be selling indirectly. Let's look at different types of potential prospect. This is bucket number one, okay? Where you're dealing with a, with a person who is brand new. Then the advice you would give them would be this. For example, Mr. Prospect, what you need to do in your business is to list off maybe five or six problems at the most. Not 30, not 100, four, five or six problems. And then begin publishing content around those problems that your target audience has. Now, you don't teach them how to solve the problem. You just talk about the problem. And you become known as the person who deals with those specific types of problems. Does it take time? Yes, you won't do it in a week. But you'll start to get your reputation out there as a person who knows what they're talking about. And what you're doing is you're sharing your understanding, your feelings and knowledge of the problems that they're having. So, for example, you'd post about problems on your personal profile on Facebook with a focus on things that don't work, right? Don't fix the problem. Instead, share with them, these are the things that don't work. A, B, C, D, E. By the way, if you'd like to know what does work, why don't you message me? That's a way to get a person to come to you, especially if you're new. But I also respect this. Many people have imposter syndrome because they've not yet achieved goals or great success. And if that's you, just remember this. People will still respond well to you if you get them to have clarity and you lead them with confidence. In other words, get clear on the identity or the problem that you can solve for people and share this with confidence, irrespective of how many clients you have. It doesn't matter. You've researched all the things that don't work and you've researched the things that do work, okay? So whether you're just starting off or not, you have a solution to them and you don't give it to them until they ask for it, all right? In other words, you're teaching them these are the things you shouldn't do. Reach out to me and I'll tell you what you should do. Because once a person comes to you, right, they're on your side of the table and then you can share a solution to them. Make sense? The second type of person you might come across is someone who's stuck in their business. I mean, they're making three, five, ten thousand dollars a month, but that's it. They just don't seem to be able to grow anymore. If that's the case, this is not an issue as far as sales and marketing is concerned. It's really an issue about vision and cost. You see, stuck, when people say they feel stuck, it implies they're burnt out. People never feel stuck if they're moving forward all the time, but they do feel stuck if they just aren't making any progress. And that's when they feel they're burnt out. And burnt out occurs if people's vision have already been achieved. In other words, if they were aiming for $10,000 a month and they've reached it, then they think, well, what do I do now? How do I go to the next level? So your role at that point 
is to expand their vision and once again get them out of their comfort zone. All right. Once again, we're talking transformation. Once again, we're saying we need to have the strength of character to help people move out of their comfort zone for their own benefit, not for your benefit. And remember, people get stuck or burnt out also when they've got a goal, but they don't have enough clarity to attach a cost to achieve it. In other words, what do I have to do today, tomorrow, next week in order to achieve the goal I've got? They don't have have clarity in that. And if there's no clarity, there's no responsibility. If there's no responsibility, then nothing's going to happen. In other words, their expectations of requirements are not configured correctly. Their vision is in the past, not in the future. So with people like this, it's nothing to do with sales and marketing. It's everything to do with their thinking, as I said before. You need to establish anchors, some sort of anchors. This is the sort of the cost of X versus Y. Let me try and give you an example for this. If you're asked a question, how long would it take you to drive to X, right? Well, then it's impossible to answer that question because where are they starting from? Or another more pertinent one is, I'm not going to buy until COVID is over. This is a very common objection. All the world is in chaos right now, so I'm not spending any money. That's also a very common objection. When this happens, right, you need to establish anchors. So, in other words, you pivot and you'd say something like this. What if it never, ever changes? What if COVID is here permanently? Are you not going to change anything for the rest of your life? You see, the problem is when there is rapid change, big rapid change like COVID, that has forced some people, they don't know how to make decisions. Because the basis of how they used to make decisions has now changed. And it's just too darn hard for them to make a comparison about the clarity of their future. They just don't know. So they take the easy option. They decide not to do anything. So once again, you've got to help them re-engineer the way they make decisions, the way they think, right? And you have to do that in the first half of your discovery call. So I'm hoping you're getting a picture here. You need to actually help people with their thinking more than trying to sell a solution, okay? Don't teach people how to buy, but rather teach them how to think. And the thinking can be buying or not buying, but it doesn't matter, okay? Because your role is not to close the sale. Your role is to help them make the right decision for them. So you'd say something like, are you simply going to keep doing things the same old way, or are you going to look for new ways to get yourself unstuck, for example? I mean, there are, there's more fear and problems in the world than ever before. So people need you to help them clarify their thinking and their vision. You need to expand their vision. You need to expand their self-belief. We all know that need is the mother of all invention, right? And it takes on a whole new meaning when you actually live through it, like we're all living through COVID right now. 
What you need to get your prospect to understand is the more problems there are, the more opportunities there are to make good money in their business. Not put decisions off because they've got no anchor point. Share with the prospect. When, I mean, when they're going through a period when they've got all these problems and issues and you're trying to deal with all these emotions and fears of uncertainty, don't be tricked. Why do I say that? Because you're likely to be in a moment of extreme opportunity. And the way that looks to people is often overwhelming and chaos, but it's really opportunity. So if you can redefine and reconfigure the thinking that the prospect has, then you can actually help them move forward successfully. When most others don't know what to do, they retreat, they never achieve their goals, they sit back and nothing happened. I mean, think about this. In the 2008 major economic collapse, what did Warren Buffett do? He bought even more, okay? He took the opposite view. And that's the point I'm trying to make to you. Get outside your comfort zone in order to achieve the opportunities that you are foregoing simply because of fear and uncertainty. So as far as the spirit of sales is concerned, you have to be comfortable with the process, not the byproduct or the outcomes of the process. Don't be needy, all right? Don't become obsessed with the results. Do it because you love to do it. You love to help people. You love to serve them, to get an impact for them. If you don't love to do it, get over it and teach yourself to love how to do it. Teach yourself to get outside your own comfort zone and then you can lead people to get out of theirs. Let me put it another way. If you love the process of your sales conversation more than your bank balance, then you'll never have to worry about your bank balance anyway. But sadly, most people love the money more than they love the service process they're providing to their potential clients. And when this happens, they get obsessed with the wrong thing. You need to make sure you can rewire the thinking of your prospects, okay? You need to re-engineer the way they go about their thinking. To play the long game, not take the easy option, take the right option. I mean, it's simple to do, but being consistent is very difficult. And that's where most prospects get lost. And that's where also most businesses get lost. Because getting outside their own comfort zone in order to lead other people outside their comfort zone is quite a challenge. Is it easy to do? No, it's not that easy to do. It's simple, but it's not easy. What this means is you need to know the problems you want to solve with absolute clarity and then focus totally on the process of solving that problem. Limit your solutions to maybe four or five or even better, one or two solutions or one or two strategies and you will then not get overwhelmed or confused or lose focus. Because if you do, I mean, if you get overwhelmed or confused or lose focus, then guess what? You're not going to be consistent either. And that's the self-defeating purpose, all right? So get clarity, love the process, not the outcome. 
and make sure you consistently apply the best you can in order to get a person to achieve what's best for them. And you can only do this when you know the problem you can solve and what your problems of your target audience are. Then find out where people are at and meet them there. For example, maybe they're on Facebook. Wherever it is, you go to meet them where they are hanging out. This is implying you really understand the actual target audience that you're looking for. It has got to be very specific, all right? If it's too broad, you're never going to make it. People deal with specialists, not generalists, right? So you be very specific in the type of target audience you're looking for. Go to your target audience and ask them what they need. Talk about them. Show them that you understand them. Show that you are prepared to listen to them. And then reconnect with them in a different way. In other words, reconnect with them not as a salesperson, but as someone who may have some interesting options for people to consider to help them change their thinking, to get outside their comfort zone and to get the impact that they want. I mean, fortune has always favoured the bold, right? What keeps you stuck or what keeps your prospects stuck and out of the game is when an opportunity appears and you didn't take it because you were thinking, what would others think? Or you were thinking, I'm not sure about this. You stop reaching out because you don't want to be perceived as someone who's trying to pressure people. Okay? Change your thinking because you have a responsibility to help people transform their lives. You have a responsibility to help them through this period of getting outside their comfort zone. That's how they achieve what they really want. Remember I told you before, if they could get outside their comfort zone without you, they wouldn't need you. I hope that's making sense now. This is a really important point. You see, it's all about mindset, not tactics, not sales strategy, not scripts. But I accept it can be hard to sell yourself and the impact that you can bring on people. And self-belief and self-conscious thinking that you're imposing on others I mean, I can see that is a major challenge for some people, all right? And what this means is you're simply overthinking the word sales. You're forgetting the key issue, having a mindset of service, because you've got a moral obligation to offer others a solution to ensure that they can achieve or at least have the opportunity to achieve the things that they want in their life. So let me finish by saying this. You need to really show people how to think correctly. You need to get clear on your target audience. You need to get clear on the maximum, maybe of four or five problems that you can solve today. Then you need to come up with two or three real life stories of how you've helped people solve that problem. Or if you haven't helped people solve the problem because you're brand new, at least visualize and share what they would say about you with the impact you achieve for them, all right? This is the spirit of sales. This is the spirit of service. This is something I want you to truly take to heart. And that's the last bit I want to mention to you. Heart-based selling is the future. It is something that you need to truly get your head around. And the quicker you can do that, the more impact, the more support you can give to people, and the faster you can grow your business. Thanks for listening.
Talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.